know Your ass better call somebody Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time! It's time! Ball Junk, episode 22! The NBA Finals are just about to start, and I'm excited. It's the Gas Man. As always, I'm with Frankie Knuckles. Frank, NBA playoffs. What are you thinking? I thought it was going to be better. It's finally started to pick up. I was on board for the Raptors, which I never saw coming. Cheering for them. More than their own fucking deserting fans. (laughs) I stuck with them through thick and thin. And now uh, we're going to talk about it a lot on we this got a, episode. We and, got a huge show. And I, I, I knew that Golden State was coming back. You can ask anyone I know. I said down 3-1. I want to bet on Golden State. They're going to win for sure. Obviously, they did. Oklahoma City's a joke. <laughs> and um, yeah, things are good. 22, it's my favorite number. I'm excited. Really? It is my favorite number. Mm-hmm. I wear it in all sports when possible. Is it uh, significant because... Uh, I guess it was my house number growing up, but I don't know if that's the real reason why. Just always Steve Shutt was he number twenty two? I think he was twenty two. I don't know. Clyde Drexler, the Glide. Just love twenty two. So this better be the best episode of all time. Well, it's gonna be because we've got uh, a ton of stuff to talk about. We're gonna talk about the NBA playoffs. We're gonna dive in a little bit to uh, Euro twenty sixteen. We're going to talk some NHL playoffs. We're going to talk about uh, the base brawl, which was all over the headlines between the Jays and the Rangers. We're going to give our hot takes. <laughs> Maybe some ultra bold predictions <laughs> might might slip, slip in through the cracks in this episode. <laughs> We're also going to play a game of real or fake. I don't know what the game is yet. It's called real or fake. Okay. And when we get to it, I'll explain it all. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm very excited for the game. The last game we played might have been my favorite thing we've ever done. Who's got the mumps? Show. Who's got the mumps? Uh, I see. I, I, after we talked about that the last time we re- recorded the show, I'd been thinking about possible games. And then about two and a half weeks ago, I, uh, I decided that this would be really good. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I'm... It's very exciting. So what's going on? What have you been up to? I haven't seen you since uh, Jay's uh, documentary premiere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically nothing. Okay. Uh, the Good. only I work podcast. Yeah. And any time I have now is usually a baseball game because I'm playing softball this year. Nice. What position? I'm I pitch most games. Okay. So uh, that uh, is yet another. What would you call it? Just another thing I have to do. <laughs> I only play once a week usually, and we have two games a week. So two games a week is insane for a softball league. That's a lot. It is crazy. Have you beaned anybody yet? No. Do you pitch to your own team? No, the other oh, team. Okay. Is it like three pitch? No. No. Like balls and strikes. Balls gotta, and strikes. Got to hit the mat. Right. Like drop it on the plate for a strike? Yeah, it's like an extended. Oh, okay. Plate, so. Are you are you getting better at it? I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I get a few strikeouts. Nice. I haven't walked anyone in three games. I think throwing a no hitter. No, no. It's probably hard to do in softball. It is extremely hard. Is it uh, four outfielders or three? Four, four. 
but it's co-ed, so... What are you saying? No, it's just it's five guys and five girls. Half, five girls have to be on the field and five guys. Oh, I see. And is it, uh, like, super competitive, or is no, it just, like, beer really. league? There's, there's been one team that was full of douchebags that were... Take it way too seriously? Yeah. yeah. But, That's the worst about, I mean, sports leagues like that. I mean, like, like I'm... I'm in my 40s. I just want to play and get some exercise and have some fun with friends and go out for a few beers afterwards. Like, I don't want to get into arguments with people or get into stupid fights. The last game we played, when we were just kind of getting it back into the pitch or whatever, this one hero on the other team would just always keep running, assuming everyone on the team would make mistakes. And and they were already up by I don't know how many runs. He, He was just, oh. The worst. The worst. I always found that uh, in ball hockey leagues was the, oh, the worst sure. people like by I, far. I compared him to when I used to play ball hockey, there's always the guy that he literally plays in every level of every – like there's different right. leagues of yes. ball hockey. Yes. And this guy signs up for every single league. He lives and dies with ball hockey. Right. This guy was that to baseball. Right. I get it. I, I guess. Yeah. You know, and like – like I've I've played in ball hockey games where, you know, like someone will insult another player and be like, you know, how far did you get? Junior B hockey? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I I never I enjoyed I never playing played. ball hockey for the most part, but it is insane some of the stuff that goes down. I mean people getting in people get seriously fights. hurt. Oh, oh yeah. I've seen major injuries it's crazy. in the Welland ball hockey league. Oh yeah. And I kind of like the intensity, though. Some days. Some days it's fun. Other days it's... I never got caught up in it, but it is fun a little bit to hate the other team. When uh, when I was... Uh, I think it was just after high school, my friends and I played in the league, and uh, like we won the championship. And uh, like, like looking back on the way we played now, we were total assholes. Yeah. And then uh, as we got older, and then new teams were coming in and then when we were in our 30s and there was a team of like 19 year olds you're like these guys are assholes it's basically exactly what you were yeah right exactly like we were like (laughs) we were awful and uh i feel shame it's okay you live you learn you grow that's true things change that's what life's all about (laughs) you a tragically hip fan i like them i I wouldn't say i'm a diehard but i sad news yeah, I saw them in St. Catharines on their last tour. Oh, right, right. And they played... Uh, Which was uh, fun. Yeah. So I'm glad, I've seen I, I'm glad I saw that. It was the first time I'd seen them since I was 20 or so. So I guess uh, tickets for some of the shows are already showing up on... But the the general public sales have not even started yet. No. no These are all pre-sale yeah. stuff. So that happens for every band that has pre-sales. Oh, yeah. They release some in not great sections, and there's a limited amount. So I don't know if there's a lot to uh, to take heart in at this point on this controversy, this national controversy. The Kingston show where they're from, would I think, is that the last show or the oh, tour? Yeah. That's probably the one everybody wants to go to. Yeah, they go on sale Friday, too. I got to try and get some of those and sell them for oh, you- thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
that's pretty funny. Hey, I, I saw a show the other day. This is we, we haven't saw, even got. You saw a show? A show. We haven't even gotten into sports talk yet, and I just remembered this. Have you seen First Impressions? <laughs> no. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe. It's the show. Remind with, me. It's Dana Carvey's show. No. He's uh, kind of like a mentor. Oh shit! That... Of uh, people doing like impressions of celebrities. Oh really? Yeah. This sounds like Jay's podcast idea he had once. Really? Where you like pick a celebrity at the beginning of the podcast and you try to you work on it the whole podcast. Oh, that would get annoying. I, I, well, I got to watch this first impressions though. Yeah, but it like, reminds me that the new Martin Short show debuted last night. I haven't watched it. I, uh, I got to watch this out. Watch it after. So yeah, so first impressions: Dana Carvey and usually someone else are like the mentors, and uh, there's three, I guess, stand ups or whatever, and they and they do all their impressions, and they do different uh, games where they're they're given celebrities that they don't do impressions of often. They have mm-hmm. to kind of do it off. Do it off the fly, on the fly, on the fly, on the fly, on the fly. The show hosted by get ready for this, a legend in film and television, basically Hollywood royalty, Mr. Freddie Prince Jr. (laughs) Okay. I was hoping, although he would have mentioned it on the Bill Simmons podcast, you were going to say Craig Kilborn, Mm. but. But the, a prince among men. So some of the people who are doing the impressions are really quite good, and a lot of these people like have mastered impressions of people that no one else really does impressions of. Like, yeah, you know, somebody does a Pacino and a Schwarzenegger, but one guy did a very good Daniel Radcliffe, and you know, just like people. Does, that, does anyone do the dad from Elf? Because that's mine. No. Okay. Or Jimmy Stewart. That's what I would do. <laughs> A lot, or, a lot or, of, or I do Ray Romano. I think a lot of people do those two, though. Yeah. I'm trying to think of my other... Does anyone do Beastly from Care Bears? I don't think so. Good. All right. That's yours? Yeah. But yeah, first impressions. I, guess, I know you love Dana Carvey. I like him. I, I, I certainly do He's don't. the master of disguise. I One of your s- favorite movies. <laughs> turtle. <laughs> turtle. I have a soft spot for the master okay. of disguise. All right. But yeah, you should check that out. I will. I was not aware of it. Freddie Prince Jr. He's back. I've definitely never been a fan of him. So <laughs> he had a, a sitcom called Freddie. Was also not aware of that yeah. show. Cancelled. <laughs> Sounds like a really good show. I bet it was great. So let's get into the NBA stuff. There's a lot going on in the NBA. We're in the playoffs. The final start tomorrow night. LeBron versus Steph. Cavs versus Warriors. It's very exciting. Well, the Western Conference Final was fantastic. Yes, it was. Although, I mean, I'm really getting sick of the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) The Draymond Green situation, I'm glad Jeff Van Gundy stepped up and and said this is going to haunt the NBA for years because I really feel like it will. It was literally a day separation and clearly showing favoritism and – like a lack of rules. They elevated it to a flagrant two and didn't suspend him. Right. So it's that to me is indicative of the entire direction of the league right now. 
this playoffs has been the worst for officiating that I can ever remember. It started with the Oklahoma City San Antonio debacle at the end of that game and six missed calls in 15 seconds. And uh, it, it really, it is so inconsistent. And that's one of the reasons I actually cheered for the Raptors because the officiating bias was insane. And I love it because I always talk about this stuff and everyone says, Oh, you, you just want your team to win. You're a whiner. You don't know what you're talking about. And now every Raptors fan I know is saying, Oh, you know what? You were right. <laughs> you were right about this. It is bullshit. The league's bullshit. And well, I mean, we, most games, the Raptors did have more free throw attempts. Uh, no. Yes. No. In the Cavs series. Yes. Stats. I looked it up. Okay. Well, let's, let's, especially in the games that they won. Uh, yes, but this is another thing that gets lost is, well, in the one game, game two, it was, I think, 35 to 13 fouls called in favor of Cleveland. Fouls, yes, but I was just mentioning actual free throws. And two of those fouls with 100% certainty were intentional fouls by the Cavs. Like, they wanted them to be called. On the last podcast, we did talk about how... Like there was no way that the NBA was gonna let the Raptors. <laughs> I was I was surprised that they got past Miami. To tell you the truth, well, I, this is my problem with the NBA that it really feels like we talk about it. It's just part of the lexicon of talking about playoffs. I know I've said this before, but this player's not going to get that call. Oh, you're not going to get that call against that guy. It's the only sport that does that. Yeah, it's, it's the it's, only sport where the people, the media, everyone involved with it concede to the fact that the rules are different for different players. At that point, it's bordering on sports entertainment. No, there's not an in and out of bounds in tennis based on who you are. Like it does not apply in other sports. It's just wrong, and I can't believe they've convinced people to just talk about it openly as if it's part of the rules that certain players get get calls and other ones don't and it is pretty crazy it's insane if this i feel like the first time this happened there should have been an uproar and i don't know how they managed to do it incrementally or just insert it into uh you know just the air almost that this is okay and we go along with it but it's okay i'm I'm not going to like stop watching completely, but I take everything I see in the NBA now with a grain of salt. Well, I mean, this is the same league that uh, you know had officiating crews that were gambling on the games that they were officiating. Well, I don't think Don he ever gambled gambled on a game he was officiating, and that was the best part. He knew which refs would let other teams back into. He based it all on referee referees that he knew and their behavior and how they focused on making games more entertaining than determining a true outcome. And this happened like, this is almost 20 years ago now, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. 15, 10, 12, something like that. I don't know for sure, but the other two things that are ruining it are flopping as completely LeBron James provided a stellar example of why that's broken in this league. A guy tries to rip him down going for a layup and he cannot be ripped down. 
scores the basket and flexes his muscles with how strong he is on one play. And then the next play, his own teammates grazes his face and he falls to the ground and covers his face. Like that's not the same player. And I Draymond green, when he was doing media, trying to uh, make his case as to why he shouldn't be suspended. It's the first time I've ever commented on anything on ESPN in my life or, or a website. I just had to, he said, I don't know what flopping is. I've never flopped. I don't embellish things. I, I just play hard. That's who I am. I against the Pelicans. I hate to bring it up. Uh-huh. Draymond, Draymond. I don't want to. I don't want to call you a liar, but I did watch a game last year where Ryan Anderson went across you with his elbow, didn't touch you at all, at all, and you fell on the ground crying, yeah. and it worked. So sure did. if that's if if they don't start addressing stuff like that, it's just going to get worse. And I know people say, "Oh, the traveling." They never call traveling. And I agree that's a bit much, but it, it's not when you consider the margin of what's acceptable just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and lines get grayer and grayer to the point where it's just, it's gone too far in my opinion. And like over rebounding is just a shit show now. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like guys are facing other guys and just pushing the whole Draymond pulling someone over his arm on a rebound and it's in some ways I empathize with the officials because how can you call this? Like you can, obviously you could call foul every two milliseconds in the NBA, but at the same time, they've also them and the league have gotten them into this mess. So, so how do they, how do they move past it or can they, I don't know if they can. I, this is a radical rule proposal change. It will never happen. All right. I would just like to see a test. Test this out. If you fall down, you never get a foul call. Unless the the official determines like it was so bad a foul that you had no choice but to fall down, and it's an automatic flagrant foul. Right. And that's it. Like just or they actually start enforcing flopping penalties. And there's levels of it and they start hitting these guys in the paychecks where it matters. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I would agree with that, and and like some of this stuff has to be pretty severe, like that Draymond Green one yeah. uh, against the Pelicans. I mean, like they should suspend him for like two games yeah. for that shit like that. It's just to me, it's not acceptable, and the refs have allow it too because it's an automatic whistle when you fall, whether it's really a foul or not. And I just whatever at this point, I just accept it, but. It makes me care less about the sport, which maybe it's me getting older, uh, realizing because of these things, my team will probably never have a fair chance at winning anything anyway. So, well, you don't what? think Anthony Davis gets calls? He doesn't. That's the worst part. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's finally we have a superstar, and he he doesn't get calls. So it's like, what do I have to do anyway? But besides that, it is exciting. I still think Steph Curry. He he trumps that stuff because he doesn't rely on that to score. No, he he just he's amazing. That game seven, he was absolutely insane. I, I loved watching it. So and I, I Clay Thompson has been fantastic too. And Draymond Green's the only guy on that team that really rubs me the wrong way. 
but I still think he can be a great player, especially with his passing. He he can be. I haven't seen it this playoffs from him, but Oklahoma City was so glad they lost, especially they hung in in Game Seven and then last six minutes or so turned into the same old team. Either Durant or Westbrook shot every time, no passing, and they were all clanks. I I uh, I got a lot of pleasure um, from watching Westbrook lose. I do too. Because after that, uh, it was game four when they were up through one and he was in the press conference and he was like laughing about the comment about Steph Curry and playing defense. And he like, he outright laughed at the notion that, you know, Curry was really anything special at all. And then the next three games, you know, they couldn't do anything. Yeah. And Curry was awesome. Yeah. I, I will. I did think it was going to happen. It, it was weird. Oklahoma City was really physical. He, and, he like he hates Steph Curry. Like he thinks he should have been MVP. And I would remind him that he is the worst or one of the top three worst shooting from three point land in the NBA. And Steph Curry's the best. So yeah, there is a pretty big disparity. Between the two, I, I behind was, the arc, I was glad that they didn't come back and win. I, you know, yeah, I'm glad it's Cleveland Golden State. Part of me thinks Cleveland is going to win. Yeah, I, I have a. I think this is what I predicted the finals would be. Yeah, I want to congratulate the uh, Portland Trailblazers for taking a huge dump on your ultra bold <laughs> prediction of the L.A. Clippers well, winning the NBA championship. There was a chance, though. There was a margin there. Steph Curry got hurt, and he was out. And all of a sudden, the Clippers were looking to sweep Portland, and they were going to face a, a Curryless Warriors. And I'm like, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's when Steph Curry got hurt, I was like, oh, my God, Frank's going to lose his shit. And then Chris Paul breaks his head. Yeah. Oh, Chris Paul. And that was it. It all went yeah. up in smoke. I was disappointed with the Spurs. I, I expected more from them. Yeah, they uh, they finally started to show some cracks with their their age, especially. But uh, you know, I mean, OKC did play pretty hard against them. The Eastern Conference playoffs were pretty terrible. Yeah, they were awful. The Raptor series went seven games, obviously aside from Cleveland. They were ugly basketball. Yeah. It was not good. So uh, hopefully the finals is really good. Just hope officiating does not taint it. I'm hoping it doesn't. I, I well, feel I just maybe because there's equal marketability amongst the players between I think LeBron so and Steph, like really no one's going to get favored over the other unless it's just the home court team. Which it might be. But it's uh, the, the two number one seeds. Facing off in the finals, which is the way it should be. But I know there was a disparity or a perceived per, per, perceived disparity with the Raptors and Cavaliers. But legitimately, Cleveland plays pretty clean. They're not like uh, Chicago Bulls or kind of Oklahoma City this year. They they do not mix it up on defense and play an over aggressive style and count on refs to to call less. Well, like, it, like like looking at the the four games that Cleveland won, um, 
they did not win those games because of referee calls. Correct. I completely agree. They dismantled those, yes. the Raptors. The only one you might look at a little weird would be game two, I think. That that one was a little shifty. But other than that, these teams play good defense, explosive offense. Cleveland's three shooting has just been insane lately, and their passing has been really good too. Like There was some plays. I don't know if it's just atrocious Raptors D, but guys were getting wide open layups, and they looked really good. So should be fun. I think I'm going to predict Cleveland, though. Yeah. Could be. It's, that's that's not really an ultra-bold oh, prediction. It's, it's, I, I can see Cleveland but winning. The new thing to do, though, there's two, There's obviously like the hot take ultra-bold. And then the other thing to do now is say, I don't know, anything can happen. I listened to three podcasts today where they asked for predictions, and they said, you know what? I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Anything could happen. Well, obviously... Yeah. Like, just say something. Who cares? I think uh, if there are no injuries, I think Golden State. Was that gonna... your prediction? Yes. Be... Okay. At the start. Just because, you know, like, they're, the the hide that they're going on into the finals now after beating OKC the way they did. Yeah. It's momentum. I totally agree. If if they had beaten Oklahoma City 4 nothing, or, I don't know, let's say 4-2, I don't think it would have been as good for them going into the finals. No, but coming back from being down three one and and you know there's a renewed faith yeah. on that team and and they uh, are exciting. They I, were hitting like Steph was hitting shots that were just and they're the type of shots when Westbrook would take them, you would be so angry. Oh, but yes. he's just proven time and time again that he can hit them, so you cannot be angry. And he drive he has some amazing drives too. Like towards the end of the last game, he had the the one where he like floated it, hit the top of the backboard, banked, oh. <laughs> banked it in. Are you still uh, recording? Which, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and every part of his game is amazing. I, I'm not in on the Steph Curry blowback and everyone saying he's not that good. No. I completely disagree. I feel bad for Luke Walton because he's going to go from back-to-back NBA championships to – coaching probably one of the worst three or four teams in the league next year well we should talk about that yes the the draft lottery occurred yes no i thought nothing happened that whole time obviously the lakers had the second best chance to win and the draft lottery went exactly as uh, as the odds were laid out would predict which was so boring yeah it was very strange (laughs) but when you know, no one's jumping ahead, and it's just, I was just Lakers. I knew it. I knew it. And I think I, I was doing mock drafts or simulations, and 50% of the time it was the Lakers. I'm like, is this, is the simulator rigged? Do they know what's going on? I, I don't really don't think it's going to matter. Um, like, like if they had won the, the, the draft lottery, um, I'm still not sure they would pick Ben Simmons anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, I think uh, I think Ingram would be is better for them. Could be. I just you know like uh, Ben Simmons I, is pretty exciting, but like he's not that great of a shooter. I always saw some video of him today on Twitter, and he looked pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he can dribble the ball very well for a six foot ten. Yeah, individual. but you know, he can't take. You can't make a jump shot though. 
You'll get there. Yeah, I, you should hope that somehow the Lakers get Ben Simmons. Well, I, I, I think Ingram's got a chance to be like a KD-type player, so... Mm, we'll see. Hey, he's, he's got to put on some... Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything Who knows? Can happen. Someone can be good, they can be bad. Anything can happen. I think they'll get a good player. As long as they don't do something stupid and take Jamal Murray or something from Kentucky. I mean, you know, because I, I was a little annoyed that they picked D'Angelo Russell where they had a, a chance at uh, Okafer. And, uh, well, you know, maybe now in, in retrospect, uh, they both turned out to be losers <laughs> and idiots. <laughs> so one gets into a fight and the other one does secret video recording. I, I think they'll be get pretty good next year. Uh, it all depends. Like, if they go into the season with with uh, Clarkson and Randall and uh, and Russell and whoever they draft, I mean... Well, they're going to sign someone they're, they're, major, too. They're, yeah. I don't know if it'll be Durant. I'd like it to be Durant. It's not Durant. I, I mean... Uh, I, I feel like the person most people are saying it could be is Paul George, which... I've heard good. Paul George. I've heard. Uh, I've heard Harrison Barnes. I've heard uh, DeRozan is another major one. Yeah, cause just because he's from LA, but uh, I don't know if he'd want to leave Toronto. He uh, he played better in the last half of that series, but I would be nervous about signing him to a max deal. Um, do you think uh, LeBron will opt out? Uh, didn't he only sign one year? Or was it two with an opt out? I don't remember. Yeah, I, th- I think it was two with an opt out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, the other guy, the Lakers are there are rumors about is uh, Hassan Whiteside, but he's good. Yeah, yeah, that was a big difference in the Raptor series yeah. when he went out. He is a presence by the rim, and Lowry could was always thinking about him when he was driving. He was. I would love it if my team got him. They're, Even they're, though I can't, uh, there's something about his demeanor that just rubs me the wrong way. I would love it if he was on my team. Like LeBron can, he can opt out. He's probably going to stay. Um, Dwayne Wade, do you think he'll stay in Miami? Yeah, I think so. Dirk probably will stay in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. If and, LeBron wins a championship, is there any chance he leaves Cleveland? Like he gets them their, their chip and he heads out. It seems like it, there's a it, lot. It all of, depends uh, on what his buddies are doing, right? Because he seems to just want to play with his friends. So, well, there also seems to be definitely perceived animosity between he and Kyrie, Kyrie and, and Kevin Love. Love. Yeah. Like, does not seem like the great. <laughs> this is a six straight finals. That's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nobody who didn't play for the Celtics in the fifties. Bill Russell Celtics has ever even come close to that playing in six straight finals. Yeah, I would say uh, he's a very he's still up there for me. If he wins this and wins another one, he he's getting close to MJ. Yeah. Do you think uh, Manu and uh, Duncan retire? God, I hope so. <laughs> I want them out of my life. They're too good, and they I, all these games when they play the Pelicans, they never miss. And then every other game, wide open stuff, they just they miss it all the time. And I'm just like, why can't that happen when I want it to happen? It's always against someone else. There's talk that uh, Gasol might uh, sign with the Spurs. Oh, that? That would be a good fit. I think so, too. I think they might get Durant. 
It's possible. I mean, I, I don't think he Durant, wants, I don't think Durant's to going. To, I don't think he's going to Boston. You know, there's some ridiculous article about why Kevin Durant will sign with the Raptors. They were his favorite team when he was growing up. Yeah, whatever. There's a lot of money to be left on the table <laughs> if he goes there. I figure OKC for another year, if not San Antonio or Golden State. Do you think him and Westbrook go somewhere together or no? They're done. They're done. I hope Westbrook doesn't end up in the Lakers. You probably do. I still think he's really good. He is very good. <laughs> like, he just seems to like be he's like... Ama- he's amazing. It's, he just seems that nobody can get along with the guy. He just seems like a jerk. If he I mean, end- They've had enough jerks in that organization. <laughs> if he ended up with the right coach that could just get through to him and present the case as to why he should pass more or not take certain threes. So he's just wired that way. I think the right coach could make him the best player in the NBA. He's, he's intimidating. Is that, is that coach Luke Walton? No, (laughs) (laughs) I am scared when my team is playing Russell Westbrook, right? I'm terrified, but we'll see what happens. I think a lot of people think that's why Harrison Barnes might go to the Lakers because Luke's going. It could be. I I would not pay Max for Harrison Barnes. No, I would much rather get Whiteside or you know, somebody really good. Absolutely. <laughs> they need somebody really good. Harrison Barnes, I guess there is a potential upside that he hasn't been given full reign to, you know, he's probably fifth or fourth or fifth on offensive options when they're playing. So he could do more when given a team. But that's a pretty risk, pretty big risk to take. Do you think the 76ers will ever get out from being in the bottom after drafting so many quality players and doing the wrong things with them? I mean, well, at some point, yes, but I don't know if it'll be this year. <laughs> Probably not this year. <laughs> so what do you what do you think uh, is going to happen with the Clippers? I really want them to break up that team. Yeah. I just want Chris Paul to go back to New Orleans. <laughs> if I could have anything in the world happen, that's what I'd want. Uh, uh, they, something's just broken there. And someone's got to go. Yeah, they. Uh, there's there's too many good players. It just bothers me because now the, the Clippers are known as like these whiners. Everyone hates them. Doc Rivers... The refs are telling him to stop complaining, giving him technicals. DeAndre. And I don't understand. This is exactly what the Celtics did when Doc Rivers was the coach there. He complained about every call then. Garnett complained about every call. Oh, God, yes. And I don't know why the Clippers are the worst for doing this, but no one ever said anything about the Celtics. And this reputation follows them around, and they don't get calls. Because they complain too much. Every team complains too much. Oh, God, yes. So stupid. What? uh, We didn't uh, talk about... Maybe people wouldn't complain if the refs weren't fucking brutal all the time. (laughs) We haven't... uh... Oh, that was... Sorry. On the refs thing. Yes. One other thing they should do. Employ a challenge system or something like that where they already have too many timeouts. And if they're worried about not having as many commercials, just... Let the let the team pick what's important to them as a call or not. 
Like the the one thing that drives me crazy is, and this happened in the game the other night. What they'll do in the beginning of the game if a guy fouls someone from behind trying to steal the ball, and they basically just hit the arm and it goes out of bounds. They won't call the foul. They'll just give the out-of-bounds possession to the other team. But then, in the end of the game, the refs are programmed to do that, I, I think. It's tough to reverse that type of like trained thinking in the last minute of the game. And then the same thing will happen, and they'll review it. And obviously, they, it's a foul, so they never touch the ball technically. So the team that got that got fouled loses the ball. And... It's just so dumb. Like clearly looking at that play on a replay, something is wrong there. That should be evidence enough that something is broken about this system and how things are called in this league. So do challenges, fix something. It's Well, how how did the the change from the way the games were called in the 80s and 90s? Like how did that happen? I think honestly one of the biggest things is these guys are so much more aggressive and physical and bigger. And like you watch older games, and defense was just played. And I, I know people say the hand checking thing, but there was a a bit of a people didn't take advantage of things. And I think it is what I a bit of what I was saying before, where you know they let a little more go, they let a little more go, and it just gets worse and worse and worse until it it builds to a head, and it's building to a head now, and it's it's affecting. I, I know mine and I think other people's ability to enjoy the sport. So one thing we haven't talked about is the phenomenon in, in Raptor land known as a uh, Bismack Biombo. <laughs> yeah. Where I, did this guy come from? I really liked him. I, I did not expect to, he, but his, that one sequence in the one game, he, he blocked someone. Oh no. He dunked, ran back, blocked, another guy and then went back the other way and dunked again. And it was just, he, he, there's something about him. He's going to get overpaid for sure. Oh but, God. Yes. Anywhere, but, uh, but it's not going to be in Toronto, but, uh, but I like him. I think, I think he's, uh, he was doing the finger wave. Yeah. Get your own thing though. Not, yeah. I, I don't like that. Yeah. Don't do the finger wave. It's some, someone, uh, bigger as has done the finger wave. before. Yeah. So not other than that, big fan. So let, you said something right at the start of the show, ripping on Raptors fans for deserting their team. Oh, what are you talking about? I would call my friends that are Raptors fans, ask, ask them if they're watching the game. They weren't even watching the game. No? When it was on. I'm like, if, this is a, if the Pelicans were in the conference finals, I wouldn't be leaving my house. I would be locked in and doing... I would not miss a game. Even if they were down by 40? Yes. I watched the Raptors when they were down by 40 till the end of the game. Right. So obviously it, and not, not so much just the fans, but even in game one and two against Cleveland, Matt Devlin and Leo Rowden's the, the end of game one, they're down by 35 or, and they're oh, you know, this just kind of puts things in perspective. You, uh, you look at the Cavaliers, they're, they're peaked and it shows you where you need to go as an organization and what you have to do. And they're saying next year and pretty much conceding that they've lost already. It's only one game. Yeah. They could the game plan for the Raptors could not have been worse in game 1. They they were so worried cuz Cleveland was shooting the 3 so well about them shooting threes and they let them drive to the basket almost at will. 
That's was, that's not a good strategy. They are not going to shoot threes that good. And then, lo and behold, that's exactly what happened in the two Toronto games that they won. The, Cleveland is not going to shoot that good forever. Make them shoot jump shots. Just drives me crazy. Dwayne Casey's the worst. The pit, he's not a great coach. And he's going to get an extension now because the East is shit. They yes. should have lost to Charlotte. They really should have. When? In the first round. Or not. They play the Pacers. Sorry, the Pacers. They should have lost to the Pacers. And Miami should have lost to Charlotte, too. That's what I was thinking. Oh, okay. Uh, they both went to game seven. And it, they, they easily could have lost to the Pacers. Easily. So it really. That should. They should not extend Casey at all. Minnesota is going to be amazing next year. Well, yes. <laughs> I. They're. All these other teams are going to get worse than the West, and Minnesota is going to leapfrog over the Pelicans. And they're still going to be around the 8th or 7th seed next year. How do you feel about that? Whatever. (laughs) They can't win anyway. The league's fucking fixed. (laughs) But I really wanted them to get Buddy uh, in the draft, but I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, uh, Buddy Buddy, uh, yeah. But just because his name is Buddy? Yeah, I love it. Huh? He feels like a New Orleans guy. I want that guy on my team. So you want to play a game? Let's play the game. All right. When I got on Twitter a few years ago, you know, I, I made it my goal to, to just follow the most entertaining Twitter people and then, you know, as well as, you know, my closest friends. I mean, this Dwight guy is not very entertaining <laughs> on Twitter, but I follow him on Twitter. You got to. Yeah, you got to. But uh, so Magic Johnson, Laker legend, one of the greatest of all time. Is he your favorite player ever? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I did a speech on him. Nice. In grade six. I got to see him play live, which was pretty cool. That is cool. And then the Raptors first season, Magic versus Damon Stoudemire at the Sky Dome. Oh, those Skydome games. Well, I mean, like, and then there used to be, the building is long gone now, but over by where the Globe and Mail office is, there used to be a, a big brown building, and they had a huge portrait of Mighty Mouse. Damon Stoudemire. Yeah, no, no, I know. On there. And, uh, like, he was, like, one of the great Raptors, and he seems to be forgotten. Well, I they did do a lot of very impressive drafting their first few years. Yeah. Like Vince Carter, Tracy Tracy McGrady, even though uh, Butch Carter was the worst coach ever and didn't play him at all. Lenny Wilkins was so bad. Brendan Malone, Daryl Walker. Coaching does matter in the NBA. Oh, yeah. It is almost impossible to find a good coach, but they are out there. Somehow you have to make it happen. Anyway, so now for years, uh, like, do you follow Magic Johnson on Twitter? No. You really need to. Okay. Because the stuff that he puts on Twitter is just so generic. And like, like for example, in 2014, uh, he tweeted that the only way San Antonio or Miami don't win the championship is if neither team makes the finals. <laughs> Insightful. Yes. That's, that's Magic Johnson on Twitter. And uh, he's outstanding. So we're going to play a game of real and fake. I've got a a list of tweets that I'm going to read out to you, and you just have to tell me if they were real Magic Johnson tweets or if they're fake ones that I've made up. 
Okay. There's actually a fake Magic Johnson Twitter account out there with the, the Q instead of the G in Magic. And it's been shut down because I think Magic got upset about it. All right. I'm ready. All right. The first one. With Steph Curry on the floor, the Golden State Warriors are a championship team. Without him, they are still a very good team. <laughs> I'm going to say that is fake. That is real. Oh, shit. This is not going as good as the mumps game already. <laughs> yeah, you dominated in that. Um, all right, the next one. OKC versus Golden State Series will have it all, especially star power with Curry, Green, and Thompson, and Durant, Westbrook, and Ibaka. I'm going to say fake. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that more than 148 characters? <laughs> next one. Steph Curry is a great basketball player. <laughs> this game. See, I think if I would have started off hot, it would be going <laughs> a lot better. But he gave me three reels in a row. <laughs> fake. Correct. Yes. That's fake. Next one. Laker Nation. The first reagent the Lakers should go after is Kevin Durant. <laughs> fake. Real. <laughs> <laughs> Laker Nation, Al Horford belongs in the Staples Center. Real. Fake. Oh, shit. <laughs> Laker Nation, I would love to see Kevin Durant in the purple and gold. Back to Durant, eh? <clears throat> Fake. Real. <laughs> I'm awful at this. Uh, next one. I can't wait to watch Game 7. Fake. Real. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, this is a great game. Next one. Laker Nation. The Lakers should call LeBron James' agent. We know he's going to stay in Cleveland, but they should go after him just in case he leaves. Fake. Real. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> ah, magic. He is awesome. Ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm terrible. You've got like two Too right. Late, I think yeah. so, yeah. Laker Nation. DeMar DeRozan should be one of the free agents we go after this summer. Fake. Real. How many fake ones are there? <laughs> Next tweet. In a winner go home game, your superstars have to play like superstars. Jesus Christ. Real. Real. Nice. Next one. I didn't comment on the Draymond Green play because I'm old school and there was nothing to say. <laughs> Fake. Real. <laughs> There's no fake ones. Uh, here we go. Next one. Coach Kerr made the right call to play small ball. Fake. Correct. Next one. I feel Golden State could beat Portland or the Clippers in the second round without Steph Curry and advance to the Western Conference Finals. Real. Correct. Clay Thompson just played the best game of the playoffs. Real. Fake. Fuck you. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Real. <laughs> It is real. <laughs> now I'm watching the Blazers versus Clippers game. 
He's just <laughs> tweeting what he's watching on television. Real. Real. Laker fans all over should be happy with the number two pick because the Lakers will get another really good player. Fake. Real. Two more. Okay. I'm liking it. As the biggest NBA fan, I'm excited to watch the Blazers' backcourt of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum for years to come. Fake. Real. Oh, shit. Uh, this is a great game. And the last one. The OKC role players and bench have outplayed the Warriors role players and bench. Real. Real. <laughs> you got like five or six out of 20. That's I was not- ter- I was absolutely horrendous. That was pretty bad. That was like Kobe shooting percentage. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> Real or fake? Real or fake. Are you going to follow Magic on Twitter now? No. Come on. <laughs> Never. That's entertainment right there. He's tweeting about watching TV. I don't want to jeopardize any future possible instances of this game. Oh, like so if this game made a return. Yeah. I don't want to know. I'd rather play the game. All right. There was a, uh, there's a baseball player. I think he plays for the Dodgers. He's got that. Uh, well, he contracted that virus from. That's down in Brazil. Zika, the Zika virus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I debated about. I did some research about playing a game of who's got the Zika, <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't find enough people. Yeah, not enough, not enough, but at all. Uh, so Maybe we can play it after the Olympics. Man, we'll we'll see <laughs> how many people survive. Real. Uh, all right, so something big is happening in Europe. Do you know what that is? Do you know what it is? Uh, I guess it's Euro Cup 16. Well, just Euro 2016. Euro it's, in, it's in France. Starts uh, this month. It's very exciting. It's like uh, a huge soccer tournament where the only teams invited are countries in Europe. Mm-hmm. No one else is invited. But it uh, this is kind of like the second biggest tournament outside of the World Cup. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so I just kind of wanted to go through uh, some of the groups and uh, pick... Um, the winners from each group, and then uh, kind of give a prediction on the final four, and and make an ultra bold prediction. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, <clears throat> I mean, you can play along just by oh, yeah. guessing the the names of the uh, uh, who you think will be winning. So, in Group A, no Netherlands this year either. No, um, Albania. <laughs> what do you don't like Albania? I just think of Ty Domi and my grandpa calling him an Albanian. <laughs> All the time. It's totally inside. See, when I hear Albania, I think of that episode of Cheers, hmm. where uh, um, Sam and Coach were studying for a test. And uh, Coach uh, said that the best way to study is to uh, put things into song. And so they, they needed, it was like a geography test. And so the song was Albania, Albania. <laughs> You border on the Adriatic. <laughs> I wish there was enough time in my life to rewatch Cheers. Oh, what a great show that was. Anyway, Albania, France, uh, Romania, and Switzerland are in Group A. Mm-hmm. Who are you picking out of Group A? Nah, France and the Swiss. France. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think France is uh, definitely going to win that group. Uh, group B, England, Wales, Russia, and Slovakia. 
Uh, will England choke is the question. You know, I'm going to go Russia. Oh, I think England will win their group. Hot take. Russia. Right out of the gate. Uh, Mother ne- Russia. <laughs> next group, uh, Germany, Northern Ireland, Poland, and the Ukraine. Germany. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, Spain, Turkey, Croatia. Oh, yeah. And the Czech Republic. Fuck you, Spain, Croatia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Group E, you've got Belgium, the Republic of Ireland, Italy, and Sweden. Well, I hate them, but Italy. I feel (laughs) pain that you would say that. Oh, I don't hate Italians. Oh, okay. I just hate the Italian soccer team. Wonderful cuisine. (laughs) To die for. (laughs) (laughs) I die a slow death of it. Um, Group F, Austria, Hungary, Iceland, Portugal. I guess Portugal. Seems boring, boring, boring. This is my ultra bold prediction. Is this who will win it all? No, in Group F, Austria. that's ultra bold. That's my ultra bold Iceland prediction. Iceland is ultra bold. Well, they don't really have a chance. It's just Bjork. Okay. She's the only one. Uh, so, final four. I don't know how the bracket works. Like, who plays who after? Who can actually end up? Well, basically, uh, the out of the first three groups will be... Uh, one side of the bracket? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's say... Germany and Russia. Okay. Well, that's bold. And Spain and Fossey. Portugal. Oh. And Germany will win. I'm going to pick uh, Germany and France and uh, Spain and the Azuri. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to not pick the Germans. I mean, they're just so efficient. They are Germans. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know you're picking Germany. Yeah, I'm going to pick Germany. <laughs> I just, it makes me sad, but... I know very little about it, but I will probably watch 90% of these games. I, I, I do enjoy I enjoy it. the uh, the Euro Cup and the World Cup and the Olympic soccer. It's, uh, I mean, you know, I I can't always get to watch the uh, the EPL games. It's early Sunday mornings is tough to get up to watch them. So. Yeah, I do like the purity of, you know, playing for your country. And I all, I always watch the World Cup. Did you watch the Women's World Cup? No. No. No, No, I did not. No, you didn't. (laughs) But I will watch Euro 2016. Nice. Even though I know nothing about it. Um, Have you been able to... Did you watch any hockey at all? Uh, Well, let's say NBA. I've I've gone down this year. I've probably only watched, let's say, 65% of the games. Hockey's more like 20. So not a lot of hockey. I watched... No, any close game I, I, I watched once it was like there was a lot of games that were blowouts early, especially in the St. Louis yes. series. So I, I really didn't follow those all that much. Uh, but Stanley Cup watched all of game one. Yeah. And, I, I make uh, I made a point to um, watch the game sevens and then I made a point to. Uh, Watch the overtimes if uh, if a yeah, game I, went into overtime, just because that's the best part about playoff hockey. You know, I wasn't too invested um, in a lot of the matchups. Just going through our our predictions, I I didn't realize at the time that you went double L A. 
For I did? You picked the Clippers and the Kings yes. to win championships. You win like all Staples Center. That's correct. Did the Kings play in the Staples or are they still playing the Great Western Forum? Sta- Staples. They're in the Staples Center. And if I wouldn't have picked them, I probably would have picked San Jose. Let's just say that. Right. But I did pick Pittsburgh. <clears throat> so did I. So. And then, uh, but yeah. I'm, I, I'm watching the Stanley Cup. I could not be much happier with the two teams that are in it because they, they are fun teams to watch. Sure. They are not grinders. They're not dumping and chasing. They play exciting hockey. They move the puck well. They're fun to watch. And I thought game one was excellent. And I'm excited for the whole series. And I would really like to see San Jose win, but I have a lot of friends who like the the Penguins, so I'll be pretty pleased with no matter who wins. Pretty crazy, though, to see uh, the Blackhawks, the Ducks, and the Kings all go out in the first round, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, those were probably three of your the favorite teams. So you picked two of them to go to the conference final. Yeah. Um, but uh, so a lot of upsets on the West. Uh, not well, the, nothing me, really the, crazy on, on the East. Oh, I mean, I think Tampa Bay almost making it to the Stanley Cup was pretty amazing. Well, yeah, yeah, but they played the Red Wings, who they had a better record, and they had a, and they played the Islanders, who they had a better record then. Well, I guess uh, maybe because they the didn't Islanders, have Stamkos yeah. a lot, but uh, but you know they've they've got a good coach and a pretty solid goaltender down in Tampa Bay. But he got hurt too in the playoffs. Yes. And they were still winning, which was crazy. I think the the thing that I'm most excited about in the playoffs is that Phil Kessel has a chance to win the Stanley Cup <laughs> just to stick it to uh, the Toronto Maple Leaf fans who like booed that guy out of the city. And, you know, scoring the goal that got them into the, the overtime goal that got them into the conference finals. Yeah, it was the conference finals. Huge goal came through in the in the clutch, and uh, you know, hot dogs around for everybody if uh, he wins the Stan- <laughs> if he wins the Stanley Cup. Well, I I did go to a Stanley Cup parade in Pittsburgh before, so get out. Yeah, I, really, we, we happened to be there. You know, oh wow! So who who was it? The last time they yeah. won, like yeah. with Crosby. Yeah, oh, I was gonna. So that was fun. Maybe you were there in like ninety with no, no. Mario and Yager. Nope. No. Last time, so might have to continue the tradition. You went to a Stanley Cup parade. Bucket list. <laughs> Check. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Penguins, Sharks, Penguins won game one of the finals. Game two is tonight? Yep. Right now, 0-0. Zero, zero. Oh, wow. You are on top of everything. Everything. You're like... <laughs> Google machine and looking at sports cars. Is there anything that that laptop can't do? Uh, absolutely nothing. It is a all seriousness. This is a MacBook. This has nothing to do with my ability to Google things, but it is one of the best purchases I've ever made from a technology standpoint. Oh, wow. Absolutely phenomenal. Best laptop I've ever owned in my life. Highly recommend Apple laptops. And uh, Apple, if you're listening, we would love to have a sponsor. Yep. Apple's Apple's big in the sponsorship game. And I love apples. <laughs> Who doesn't love a nice crunchy apple? Apple. Delicious. <laughs> We're going back to NHL. Not a lot of controversy in the playoffs. I mean, there's a couple of hits from questionable hits and, you know, a suspension here too, but nothing as bonkers as what's going on in uh, in the NBA 
in regards to officiating. Yeah, the craziest moment that I can remember in the playoffs was when Pittsburgh got, was it three consecutive penalties for... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was in the Capital Series. Yeah. Yes. That was crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not like they made the wrong call. Oh, I, it does bother me that in playoff hockey, any, you know, much more relaxed, as I've said before, almost a different sport sure in, is. in terms of officiating. But that's always called. And it's just, it stands out so much more when they let so many other things slide in the playoffs. What, what do you think would happen if the NBA took that same idea that the NHL does in the playoffs where for the most part, the whistles go away unless it's a clear penalty. Well, they, they kind of do some, like some referee crews do that. Right. Like I know some games I watch and you know, they'll say the announcers, Oh, they're really, you know, allowing the physical play tonight. I guess why it works a bit more for me in the NHL than it does in the NBA is because it's at least consistent. Like all the refing crews behave the same way. Whereas the NBA, you still never know. They can do whatever they want at any given point in time. There's no consistency. But there is in the NHL. For yeah, the most part. Yeah, across the board, they consistently call very little in the playoffs. I don't like it. I don't think that's the way it should be. But at least everyone knows what to expect. Which is better than... And you can't make an argument that they're changing winners or having a bigger influence in a game than they should. Right. You can definitely argue that the game is better or worse playoffs a regular season or more entertaining based on what they're calling, but at least it's it's the players determining the winners. Where where yeah, so because in the NHL there is there is no pressure to have certain teams make it to the finals because the ratings yes. are going to be the ratings that they are in the United States, uh, which is where ratings really matter. Just think of the, the case that no Canadian teams made the playoffs. Yeah. If ratings mattered in the NHL. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Sportsnet is taking it in the arse uh, in Canada, not having any Canadian teams play. Uh, but, I mean, even when the Kings played the Rangers – in the Stanley Cup Finals, the ratings in the United yeah. States were terrible. Those are two pretty big markets, and it didn't matter. Yep. So they're kind of left to, to their own. And Yeah, I, w- I wish I I played hockey and knew more about hockey because it does feel like the sport that, you know, it just feels the most legit. Like, players care the way they block pucks, and, like, they really get into it, and I... I do respect that a lot about hockey. I, I feel like it is the most um, pure sport on television now. What is it about hockey players, unlike any other professional athlete other than mixed martial artists, that can, you know, like have four teeth knocked out or have a skate slice open their face and then they're they're back on the bench in a period? That, yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. It's just it's. It's a different mindset. It's it's to me. It seems like there's a more genuine love of the game than there is in other sports. But there's a lot. I more, might be crazy. There's also a lot more. Here we go, boys. Let's go, boys. <laughs> Fucking right, boys. <laughs> Fucking right. That's my every year during the Stanley Cup. As soon as they hand out the Stanley Cup, I call my friend and we count or like just listen how many times they say. Fucking right, boys. Fucking right. It's the only thing you can say. If I ever got handed the Stanley Cup. I know what I have to say. 
I think that's what everybody has to say. Fucking like, right. It's, it's a rule. <laughs> fucking right, boys. We did it. <laughs> fucking right. That's all I do. Did you watch any of the, the World Hockey Championships? None. Not a second. Um, I watched the gold medal game, which was really the only game that I watched um, more than a couple minutes of, uh, just to see if Canada would, would get the win. And uh, and also because they were playing the Finns, and I love Finland. I mean, who doesn't love Finland? I'm not crazy about oh, it. Oh, I love Finland. I'm just trying to Suomi, big fan of those jerseys, the blue and white. <laughs> Looks so nice. Anyway, so... Canada wins and they get their medals and then the PA announcer comes on and introduces fucking Vladimir Putin. Putin? Putin comes down, gives a speech. It was crazy. So this took place in Russia? Yes. Yeah. And like And what when, did Putin when, have to say? Well, when, was when there a translator? Came, when they announced him, like there was an audible like hush in the crowd. And like all the Canadian players were freaking out that Putin was there. And uh did they think it was poutine? No. No. But I think this you know, he's kind of, you know, there's a, a little strange mystique about Vladimir Putin, I think. You know, riding the horse without the shirt and he's always playing hockey and scoring 15 goals in a game <laughs> because everybody's afraid of being murdered if if they stop the puck. But he came out and you know, he thanked Canada for a great tournament and for inventing hockey. I don't think Canada invented hockey. Well, that's what he said, and if he says it that that's true. <laughs> I'm not sure, so I could be wrong. Well, Putin said it. I thought it was German Germany that invented it. Um, and then uh, he thanked uh, you know the Finns for a wonderful tournament and bringing their wonderful culture to Russia. He thanked uh, the Russian team for winning the bronze and uh, and representing their country. And he just talked about how much he loved hockey and how important hockey was to the world. And to Russia, and like it was, it was nuts. So remember how you're talking about hockey players, and they get cut and teeth knocked out, and they never stop coming. Don't start a war with Russia <laughs> <laughs> unless you intend to kill him immediately. He's like a Terminator. Yeah, he doesn't stop. Don't do it. But uh, congratulations to Canada, and congratulations to Putin. We. Oui. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Play me. Uh, I did want to touch a little bit on uh, uh, the current baseball season. The Orioles had an unbelievable start, and uh, now unfortunately their bats have cooled off, and their pitching is just as horrible as we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. They're in a barn burner right now, eight seven in the, the fourth. In the fourth, still? yeah, in the fourth inning. Yeah, that's another thing. The Red Sox have unbelievable batting right now but they're they're starting pitching for the most part it's terrible like clay buckholz is in the bullpen now yeah they uh they've scored way more runs than definitely anyone in in the american league well they just all they do is hit solo home runs yeah they've got and their run differential is plus 80 yeah cubs are plus 128 which they're also amazing right now yeah the cubs all around are a great baseball club i mean you know the orioles you know for the most part, great hitting, really good defense, just terrible, terrible pitching, which is unfortunate. Well, getting swept by Houston was pretty bad. <laughs> that does not help anything. No. Um, but the the fact that the, the AL East is just a total mess anyway. I mean, everybody thought the Jays were going to win the division. And are they still in last? 
No. No, they're they're ahead of Tampa. They're Bay two now. games behind the Orioles. But they're barely over five hundred. Yeah, two games. Oh, all right, because the Orioles <laughs> dropped down, right? The Red Sox are, but they're all. I still think they're going to win it. Think so? The I don't know. They just don't have the pitching. I don't know. They they started off so bad, and they just have that chip on their shoulder. We'll see. I, Got I, that chip knocked out of his tooth, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> now that we we must talk about that. We got to talk about the the brawl between the Rangers and the Jays. Now this thing. Now, as much as I hate Bautista, this Odor guy is the worst. He's kind, all, of a, he's kind of a punk. I, I've always thought he's the worst, and I am not surprised it was him that did this. Um, but like this all started like last year in the playoffs with the bat flip. And uh, yeah, it, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and it clearly rubbed the Rangers the wrong way. And so they're playing in this series, and like throughout the whole series, there's a, a lot of hit batters. There's a lot of, you know, blowbacks uh people you know crowd in the play too much there's a lot of stuff going on so in this uh <laughs> in this game some matt bush who was playing like his second or third game in the in the majors like he clearly beans bautista and you know takes first base and then uh it just happened to have the the perfect moment where um the next guy was i think it was in Car- encarnacion Hits into a double play, which he does so much this year. <laughs> and uh, Bautista goes into second base pretty hard. Yeah. Pretty hard. Deliberately hard. And, uh, you know, there's a shove from Odor. He shoved Bautista first, I think, Thank you. when they stood up. And I, I didn't see it, but apparently he also, when uh, when he came in sliding, the the ball came down pretty hard well, at I- him. Yeah, I can't verify this, but a lot of people insinuate he was pretty much trying to hit Bautista when he threw. Right. To first. He wasn't trying to throw to first. He was trying to hit Bautista with his I'm, throw. I'm not sure. I but think he was. It's, this guy's a fucking it's piece very of possible. shit. But so he gets up and as uh, like Odor shoves Bautista and as Bautista is lifting his fi- cocking his fist, he gets a right to the fucking jaw, uh, which was pretty insane. Like, it was a clean punch to the jaw. And so, I mean, I saw on Blue Jays message boards that Bautista and the man because he took that punch and that Odor is a wuss because he's got, like, a, a soft fist. Well, it's kind of one or the other. <laughs> well, I I think I like Bautista more after this. Do you? Yeah. I definitely do not like what Odor did. I can't believe he only got seven games. And he got a reduction in the game too. Yeah, from eight to seven. But it's it was crazy to me. But and so like the bench is cleared, and uh, like uh, I'm assuming Adrian Beltre and Bautista are friends because he grabbed Bautista around the waist and just picked him up and took him out of of the melee, melee, melee. And then out of nowhere, this Kevin Plar guy comes flying in and just starts swinging. As well as as everything is kind of starting to settle down a little bit, he starts it up again, and then the next inning, like uh, Jesse Chavez, the first thing he does is being the first Ranger he faces, then he gets tossed, and like it was just a crazy, crazy scene. And I've always, I still don't think he's a good manager, John Gibbons, at all. Well, that's the problem with Toronto, and actually, Toronto has one good coach, and that's uh, Babcock. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, Dwayne Casey's not good, and neither is Gibby. But I am starting to appreciate his interviews and his crotchety manner on, on the mic. I'm actually starting to like him, is which it, I never is, thought Is it happen. because he's reminding you more of the manager from Major League? <laughs> he is. A, <laughs> he does have a hint of Lou Brown in him, yeah. that's for sure. Is uh, he a, does he have a part-time job entire <laughs> world? <laughs> Higher world, what a what a classic! Uh, but I'm starting to like him a bit. I, I yeah, will, tons I will of admit. suspensions. Nothing for the Texas coach, which I was really surprised because you know, like nobody throws directly at a player unless the manager gives the mm-hmm. okay. I mean, players don't take that upon themselves to do it, uh, as far as I'm aware. Uh, but so I was surprised that he didn't get a, any kind of a suspension at all. But so I, I, I like they don't. And again, of course, this happens in the last game that they play against each other. Well, I agree with what Bautista said. It is last at bat. Yes, they could have done it at any point in the sure series, they and they waited till then. That is kind of cowardly. Um, so I think the first time that they play next season, because they probably won't play in the playoffs, um, but. Uh, I'm kind of interested in going. It would be amazing if they do, though. Yeah. I think that the first time that they play, if they play in Toronto the first series next season, I think I kind of want to go to like the third game of that <laughs> Texas series. Not the first one, because everyone's going to expect something to happen. And it's not going to happen in the first game. Bautista could be gone, though, right? It's possible. So. He, might, he might not be there. I, I still don't think the bat flip's a big deal. I, I do not why. understand why Texas cared that much. Um, but now they have their own thing. They've got the shot of the of Bautista getting punched in the face with uh, their T-shirts that say "Don't mess with Texas." Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, as you informed me before the show, I, I hadn't. I don't know why I hadn't seen it for sure. It is your Facebook profile pic. Yeah, that's just it's a funny <laughs> photo, and because mostly because it reminds me a lot of the Pantera album cover, "Vulgar Display of Power." Has that been like a meme yet, turning it into that album cover? Or? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't do memes. So Me I, I didn't I, do it. I hate memes. I don't even know how to do it. Do you? Never made one. Couldn't tell you. But, uh, yeah, some pretty exciting stuff going on in uh, in baseball. And uh, so how do you feel about, uh, speaking of the Orioles and, and lousy starting pitching, in 2012 – Baltimore had uh, two guys by the name of Jason Hamill and Jake Arrieta in their starting rotation <laughs> and uh, let Hamill go as a free agent and uh, traded away Arietta. And now they both play for the Cubs and have a combined 15-1 and record. <laughs> They're pretty good. How do you like that? I In baseball, it's weird. The hindsight trades yeah. are... Well, I mean, like they traded Arietta and Pedro Strope, who was a terrible... Uh, bullpen pitcher but uh for fucking scott feldman who now is trolling the bullpen in houston yeah obviously i would prefer my team yeah kind of annoying i with these baseball trades it's very rare and i'm not as plugged into the scene as a lot of fans are but do you remember if there was actually an uproar or anyone angry about that trade when it happened not that I know of. It's the same thing a, like when, when the Orioles got uh did they get they got Chris Davis and Tillman, I think, in a trade with Texas? Or did Tillman come from Seattle? I can't remember. But uh, you know, so you know they won some trades as well. You know, it's baseball yeah, it's, trades are they're weird. Yeah. 
you never well because most of the time when you trade a guy they're like you know 18 or 19 years old and you really have no idea unless you're Strasburg, you know so but uh yeah, it's a lot, a lot of good baseball. I, I, you know, I've been watching a lot of MLB TV, so I've been watching a lot of Orioles games, and uh, I watch the Cubs too because uh, they're pretty entertaining. Have not watched a lot. No, I've watched I watched the when the Orioles play the Jays in those series are televised. I watched a lot of those games, but that's it. I'm excited to see that uh, Dan Shulman is back calling Blue Jays games. Yeah, I don't know why. Even if he, he does have, he's rent. only done doing a few, I think, or. Because he's not doing all of them, because they still have Buck and awful Pat Tabler. And the Sportsnet commercials for the Blue Jays are the worst. They're bad. Their the studio show is awful. I can't decide if I hate the one where Russell Martin steals lunches out of the fridge, but I think the the worst one by far is Bautista throwing it in from the outfield at a, with a pitching gun. Yeah. And that, what does he say at the end of the commercial? He's like, not even warmed up yet, or, or catch the oh, taste, something like that. I it's can't the it is the worst. It's so obnoxious. I think that's uh, I think that's a problem with Sportsnet. It just overall, the things that they uh, do are just not very good, which is unfortunate because they have like six channels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So you ready to? Uh, do a little balls around the world? Absolutely. All right. So the first thing I wanted to uh, start with, and we've, we'll, we'll play a little clip uh, in a moment, uh, Dick Enberg. Classic announcer. Legendary play-by-play guy. Called so many Wimbledon games, and uh, now he calls baseball for the San Diego Padres. He's like retiring at the end of this year. I think he's in his 80s or late 70s, one or the other. Um. So he's calling a game, a, a Padres game, and uh, during the third inning, uh, Padres were losing 5-1 to the Giants. Um, the subject uh, in uh, the play-by-play booth between uh, uh, Dick and the, uh, the color guy turned to Skeeter. Skeeter is uh, the name of the cat uh, owned by Giants second baseman Matt Duffy. Um, now, Skeeter is very famous because he is a, a very obese orange cat, kind of like Garfield, just a very fat cat. Mm. So um, Skeeter is shown on the screen, and uh, Dick decides to make uh, a comment about about uh, Skeeter. So why don't we uh, play the clip here? Yeah, not happy about the 5-3. That's a plump pussy right there. <laughs> it's funny because it's inappropriate i don't think he did anything that wrong really i feel like the the other guy let him down because there was he chuckled and then there was like some awkward silence after he said it if he would have just kept rolling people would have mentioned it or played it on shows but it would not have been as as big a deal do you think Dick had any idea what he was saying? I'm not sure. He's he's an he's an older fella. Maybe that's a joke he would have made in his youth, and maybe he does associate you know pussy cat with cats. I don't right. know. And the wire is just sometimes you say things, and it's a a combination of life experience, and it just comes out a certain way. 
who who knows? It is funny, but it's I don't know how calculated it was. I, I didn't feel like he was making intentionally trying to make a, an off color remark. Well, now counterpoint. There's another video clip that's <laughs> that's out there, uh, also with Dick, and uh, uh, the camera isn't cuts to the crowd, and uh, there are two rather attractive women in the crowd eating hot dogs. Dodger dog. Hey, hot dog hits. Yeah. I, I, I crushed two of those last night after the game. That's right. Oh, the hot dogs. Yeah, you crushed those. Like, he's genuine. He's like, oh, sh- you mean the hot dogs? Like, genuinely. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, he, he did. It was I not a joke. A pre- I think he's a pretty sly devil. Uh, I think this is what I think. I think he was sly in his heyday. Right. And it's just like seeping through the cracks a bit. There's still hints of that there. And it just kind of comes out of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) See, no intention there Um, at all. But this also reminds me of, uh, of Brent Musburger's comments Mm -hmm. a couple years ago with AJ McCarron's girlfriend, Um, you know, innocent, Somewhat. Some people didn't take See, it what that he, way. What he did is a little creepier than it was. It was a little bit on the creepy side, but then he was talking literally about a huge fat cat that was on TV. That's true. And plump pussy <laughs> does describe that. Like, who is that on? Is that on the listener who interprets that as dirty, or is that on the person who says it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. At uh, if a if a kid said that. Which it, I, I believe it, it made me laugh. I, if you if you went lot. and interviewed ki- kids and showed them a picture of a fat cat and said like what could you call a fat cat some kid would say plump pussy and maybe they, and they maybe would, not and they would certainly not be be thinking about it in the way we're thinking about do it. little kids refer to cats as pussy cat sure or they might say plump pussy cat I don't know I think you're reaching I don't know that's just I feel bad for Dick. Yeah. Think about Dick. His name is Dick. Yeah. He's, what he's I had know. to deal with his whole life. He's immune to these things. He's let the water roll off his back forever, having to listen to Dick jokes constantly. He doesn't know. He's a poor old man. What uh, Have you ever seen the clip of uh, Keith Hernandez uh, calling the Mets game when they uh, cut to the $25 hot dog in the crowd? He's doing the color commentary. This was a while ago. And uh, there's a guy eating. Uh, this was at a Mets game where they, they have this $25 hot dog. It's massive. And I think it's deep fried or whatever. And this guy has got it on his lap. And he's eating it. And he's sitting next to his wife or girlfriend or friend. Um, <clears throat> who is an attractive woman who is wearing a very tight dress. And she is a very buxom lass. And she's also eating a smaller hot dog. And, uh, and so they're, you know, the, the play by play guy is saying, oh, you know, would you look at that? I get that $25 hot dog. And then there's a pause as the girl takes a bite of her hot dog and Key says, oh my goodness. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the play by play guy says, how much meat do you think is in that hot dog? And Keith pauses again. He says, that wasn't talking about the hot dog. <laughs> so that is deliberate. Yes. But also funny because it's Keith Hernandez and his mustache. I need a playlist of these on YouTube to just go through. 
if I can uh, get the links, so we'll throw them in the comments as well. So everyone can enjoy them. <clears throat> now, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but did you know that lawnmower racing is actually a real thing? I did, and I think we made Did we talk? I don't know. Um, because early... Sounds familiar. I'm surprised that I am not surprised. Because last month... Uh, marked the beginning of the British lawnmower racing season. It's an actual like season of lawnmower racing. And it's not just regular mowers. There's three divisions. Uh, there's roller driven mowers. There's wheel driven mowers. And then there's wheel driven lawn tractors. So are these push mowers or riding? I'm assuming the tractors are the riding ones, but Roller-driven and wheel-driven motors, that seems to me like that they're, like you're running behind them. Or you're just know. Or you're just letting them go. I don't know. I mean, the good thing is that the, the upkeep on the course is probably great. Why did we talk about tractors on the last show? <laughs> Didn't we talk about a brand of tractors that yeah, was sponsoring? Yeah, it was sponsoring something. Okay, all right. <laughs> it was Manchester United had their own brand of tractors. Okay, all right, okay, yeah. Like we all, we're talking about a lot of lawn and garden equipment on this show. You were so focused on thinking of the tractor, <laughs> I, I let a nice one-liner go, and I didn't even get anything for Which it. Which one? Oh, I, I, I said that uh, the good thing is that you wouldn't have to worry about the course upkeep. <laughs> I don't get it because <laughs> they're lawnmowers. Yeah, it's it's so it is. So the, they they don't need to worry about cutting the grass. It's pretty good. The mowers don't. Like you that. rolled your eyes. I'm sorry. You're supposed to be the king of comedy. You're supposed to recognize good quality stuff. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I did not roll my eyes. Yeah. Let the record show. It. He um, said I did, and I did not. The last one isn't uh, isn't hilarious, but it's actually a, 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 an insane story. When you're 70 years old, what do you think is the most strenuous thing you're going to do? Hmm. Virtual reality video games. Yeah. So let me tell you about this guy from Norway. His name is Stein Hoff. He's 70. And uh, on Sunday, May 15th, just uh, two short weeks ago. Can I guess? Sure. He lifts weights with his balls or dick. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, he took his 24-foot-long rowboat in uh, New York's North Cove Marina and started out on a 90-day journey across the Atlantic to England. Rowing. That's really cool. <laughs> 3,000 nautical miles. He's going to row. And have you been tracking this journey? Well, I, there's nothing <laughs> talking about his progress. So I'm a little concerned about Steinhoff. Does, does he have family? Does it say? Is it just... He could, probably, he could have disappeared already. He's probably lonely. But, uh, yeah. Good for him. 90-day trek. That's three months. Rowing. To be fair, there's n it's boring when you're old. Hot take. <laughs> you're retired. You're retired. Hot take Hot from Frankie <laughs> Knuckles. It's, it's it is boring when you're old. You should tweet like Magic Johnson. <laughs> But, but what is the difference? He's just going to sit at home or he sits in his boat. <laughs> oh, Steiny. Hot take.
Sack time. We got a lot of questions. Appreciate all of your questions and comments that you send to us. You can uh, email us, balljunkpodcast at uh, gmail.com. You can follow us and reach out to us on Twitter as well, uh, at balljunkpodcast, at Dirty Frank, three hours and dirty, or at The Gas Man Lives. Uh, we appreciate everything you have to say, comment, ask. We will do our very best to answer your questions. Uh, starting with the Twitter ones. This is from at Mr. Underscore Narby. Do you ever find yourself rooting against the favored team because it's a better story slash underdog story? Almost always. Do you? Yeah. I find that uh, I often root against against the home team, no matter who it is, uh, just so all the fans who paid to go feel (laughs) bad. Okay. Does that make me a terrible person? I, I usually do like to play the heel... When I'm at home games and I like how you ignored that. Does it, does it make you an asshole? No, just, I just, (laughs) it's it's like you were afraid to actually answer that question. Honestly. No, I was saying, Oh oh, no, I was saying I'm kind of the same way. Like I like the way you do it. I like to, when I'm at the game, I participate in the same way. Right. So I, I mean, unless it's the team that I'm I'm with you, actually cheering for. We're both assholes. Yeah. Like, I won't turn on my own team and, you know, throw on my NWO yeah, shirt. No, I, I don't do that. I It's my team, or I do like to, like, even Raptors games, I, I, I cheer for them a bit, but I really do want to get in the craw. And I, I, was, I was bummed that when they, they lost uh, game six that everybody left happy still. They were cheering yeah, I, and, you know... I was kind of I was I was hoping that the scene in Jurassic Park would have been like they just watched Jurassic Park three. I walked out of Jurassic Park three, so it's a perfect scenario. I hate Drake too, so can add that in. I don't I don't get why he's popular. Me neither. It's because we're old. Yep. (laughs) And assholes. And boring. (laughs) Uh, Next one is from at Matt McCulley. Clay Thompson game six performance was amazing. Sure was. That being said, what's the greatest performance by a player in the playoffs? I, str- I struggled with this. I, I don't remember, but the only person I think of, I can't think of anything specific. I think of Michael Jordan. That's it. Game six of the yeah. 98 NBA finals against Utah. I would totally agree with it. That's actually what my answer I would picture be. that shot. That's I mean, I picture him pushing off of, uh, was it? Brian Byron Russell. Byron Russell. I mean, Pippen had a bad back, so he, like he was not contributing. Uh, Jordan pulled a Kobe and took thirty-five of the Bulls' sixty-seven <laughs> shots in that game, uh, forty-five points in forty-four minutes, and then yeah, and he hits the game winner with five seconds left on a questionable push off. <laughs> Definitely push off. Um, but they had hand checking, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's hand checking. So thanks, guys, uh, for sending in those Twitter questions. I uh, got some email questions, too. Uh, first one's from Kenny Theology. I think that's a made-up name. What's Kenny. he got to say? Um, what are both – what are your top five favorite Olympic sporting events other than hockey, baseball, or basketball? Mine were pretty easy to come up with. Well, you tell them while I come up with mine. <laughs> 100 meter dash. 
super exciting. I mean, over very quick. Yeah, that's good. You know, it's uh, like the whole Donovan Bailey build up at the Atlanta Olympics. Atlanta Olympics, ninety six. Yes, um, was just incredible. Like uh, the whole country was just captivated on uh, his race and winning that gold medal, and then the relay uh, on top of that was super exciting as well. Uh, so hundred meter dash, uh, curling, love curling. Mm-hmm. Beach volleyball, court volleyball, and short track speed skating. Okay. Especially the relay. Because if you think about short track speed skating, like obviously it's just the the shorter track, the circle, they're just doing laps, and they do the relay where they like basically push the next person in front of them as, as they're going. And if, like, if you're in first and you wipe out, and you take out Finland and the U.S., and all of a sudden Jamaica wins a gold medal in short track speed skating. That's super exciting. Yeah, I, I've never been a fan of speed skating, but that, when there are the crashes, they're pretty exciting. Because they're pretty, like, they're awful looking. Those skates are short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and those are, they're going fast, and there's limbs and legs and arms and heads and backs and chests and (laughs) (laughs) all right i got number one biathlon okay shooting and skiing excellent combination the jerry seinfeld bit about it i don't know it it's just like running a hundred yard dash and strangling a guy (laughs) it's like two things put together that make no sense yeah Uh, it's actually not fun to watch at all but i just love the concept sure uh, javelin. I love like the, how they're just throwing things. And in video game Olympics, it's always my favorite one to do. Sure. Even though it's essentially not that interesting. No. <laughs> not many Olympic sports are, except for the ones which were excluded. Right. Uh, ski jump for sure. Okay. There's. It seems almost impossible. <clears throat> and I'm kind of shocked every time they're successful. Love ski jumping. I'll include 100 meter dash. It's at least the finals. It's it's over quickly, and it seems to be, in terms of Olympics and fitness, it, it means something to be the fastest person. Sure, that's pretty good. And I'll say uh, just you know a, a sport for the huskier fellas. I'll put in shot put. Nice hammer toss. No shot put. Shot put. Right. <laughs> and maybe high jump. High jump can be pretty. I used to do shot put in high school. Yeah? Yeah. You know what? I'm starting to like these more. <laughs> Pole vault's pretty good, too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually change all that. Decathlon. I, you get it all. No. Equestrian. Oh. I love equestrian. Steeplechase? Just equestrian. Okay. There it, you go. Did you ever play, like, uh, the Epics Olympic Games on PC? No. Equestrian was pretty good. Uh, next one comes from Oliver. Uh, good evening, chaps. I've been a loyal listener since the first episode, and it is great to see the show going from strength to strength. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> now, my question to you guys, and I'm pretty sure we've answered this before, but who are your favorite wrestlers of all time, and what would your ultimate WrestleMania main event dream match be? Keep up the good work, Oliver, from Surrey, England. My favorite's Jake the Snake, Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Um, Macho Man. Sure, that, that's pretty much it. 
Mine would and hockey's <laughs> but I like the manager. The greatest uh, Intercontinental Champion of all time, brother love, right? Paul Bear, sure, <laughs> get it all in. There. My dream matchup would probably be Macho Man versus Jake the Snake. Um, my favorites: Mister Perfect, Randy Savage, Bret Hart, Ricky Steamboat, and just for you in Surrey, England, the British Bulldogs, the greatest tag team of all time. And I've already seen my. Ultimate WrestleMania match, Savage Steamboat in WrestleMania 3. Done. Done. Uh, next one from Matthew Zorzi. Zorzi. Greetings, Ballman. <laughs> Can't recall if you've answered anything about motorsports previously, but was wondering if either of you guys ever got into Formula One racing. I took the plunge last year and have been absolutely loving it so far. Learning about the deep history of the sport has been an absolute blast, and this season in particular has been very competitive Though through every race so far on the calendar, yeah, I, I really can't, and I, I think it just stems from me not being a car guy. Sure, never really been into cars or toy cars when I was a kid. The Pixar film, I do like that. <laughs> I do like <laughs> <it>. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good as. Cars too, though. Oh, okay. That's your. Super- Aren't they like spies? I'm just joking. That's a super hot take. Oh, okay. Su- like nobody thinks that. Um, Stir in the pot. I was uh, super into auto racing in high school. Yeah, big time. Like Formula One and uh, IndyCar. I know my one friend was, and he would wake up super early on Sundays to yeah, watch to races. watch the the races. Like I like I love IndyCar and F1. Like I love Jacques Villeneuve and Greg Moore and Paul Tracy and Emerson Fittipaldi and Al Unser Jr. I was like super into it for about three or four years. And then I went to the Molson Indy in Toronto and I was like I'm done with this. Yeah. Because <laughs> watching it live was awful. Like just being in one spot. Well, well, it was super loud, and you just you didn't see anything. Well, I think that's my aversion to racing, too. Even when I went to Merrittville Speedway when I was a, a youth, which is a local a a, a local, like racing track with mm-hmm. demolition derbies and stock cars, and I have sensitive ears, or at sure. least I did before. I, I numbed them by going to concerts and such things, but I just did not like the noise. And I think that's why I never got into, you know, NASCAR. It's really loud to go see it live. Yep. Not into it. I'm a huge plump pussy. (laughs) (laughs) And the last question comes from uh, uh, Stephen Carpenter, um, famous uh, drummer from soft rock group, The Carpenters. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, Greg and Frank. I hope you guys are both doing well. Mm. Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) Appreciate that. I have a question about insane sports comebacks for you. I'm sure you've already heard plenty about it, but on Saturday, May 28th, my World Series champion, Kansas City Royals, had one of the craziest come-from-behind wins I've ever witnessed. I actually watched this game, and it was bonkers. Um, Bottom of the ninth, uh, one out. The Royals are down 7-1 to the White Sox, who are a good team. And... uh, Came back to win. They scored seven runs and beat the main seven. Like there was wild pitches and there was like throwing errors. Like the guy that was on the mound was trying to intentionally walk someone and almost threw the ball away twice on an intentional walk. It was just the craziest (laughs) thing. 
So his question for us is, what are some of the craziest sports comebacks you can remember watching live or hearing about? This can include regular season or playoffs. This Royals game would probably have to be the craziest comeback that I can recall seeing in the regular season, but I'm sure you guys have a few that might even top this one. I love the show. Keep up the amazing podcast. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the NBA playoffs. Well, I sure hope he enjoyed us talking about that earlier in the show. Think of any uh, crazy comebacks? Well, the biggest one, which I didn't watch, but I've watched a few times since it happened, is the Bills' comeback against the Houston Oilers. Right. Which is Frank amazing. Reich. Yes. I watched that game live. That was pretty which impressive. Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was impressive. And it is fun to watch now. Like It's it's one of the the best memories for any Bills fan, which I was not at the time, but that is amazing. It was outstanding. But I, I, the one I, the two I remember watching the most for some reason, one is Seattle coming back against Green Bay, the last like two years ago, right in the in the playoffs with the fake punt and all that crazy stuff, and the Monday nighter where the Bears came back to beat the. Arizona Cardinals with six minutes left, which was right. the infamous, the Bears are who we thought they were speech. Yes. Which I watched till the very end of that game. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, let me set the stage for you. Ooh. <laughs> February 2008. Okay. Got it. The Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. You were there? No. Oh. Watched it on television. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to set the stage for you. Okay. Uh, The New York Rangers, in the second period, are leading the Montreal Canadiens 5-0. What happens afterwards is the greatest comeback in franchise history. Actually was. They come back to tie it. Alex Kovalev scores an unbelievable goal to tie the game at 5. And like celebrates lying on his back on the ice, cheering with his hands and skates in the air. Game goes into a shootout. My all-time favorite hockey player, Saku Koivu, goes in on the shootout, beats Henrik Lundqvist for the 6-5 Montreal Canadiens win. Down five goals in the second period. They come back to win. It was crazy. It's pretty good game it was outstanding i probably threw many objects across the room because i was so mad (laughs) what it was five nothing oh yeah Yeah. i was pretty furious and then uh slowly they came back to score goals after goal after goal and what did you do to celebrate probably made some pancakes hot take hot Hot take take. (laughs) hot takes I really blew that. I should have got that the first time. You really should have. Come on, you're the king of comedy. I'll edit it so it sounds like I made an amazing joke. So thanks for your uh, questions for uh, Sack Time once again. uh, You can send them to us uh, through the electronic mail, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com, or you can uh, send us a tweet, uh, Podcast. At Dirty Frank, three R's and dirty, or at the Gas Man Lives, and give us a follow on all three of those accounts. We would really appreciate it if you're not doing that yet, because you're going to get a lot of hot takes on Twitter from us. Guaranteed. <laughs>
It's mostly mo- just retweets. And most of my tweets are when I'm watching a game and I'm just super angry. Uh, the, the best. Your <laughs> tweets when you're pissed off are amazing. <laughs> so good. Thank you. Uh, so you ready for the gas pedal? Always ready. You're for always a ready. Good gas pedal. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap up episode uh, 22. We're gonna put the pedal to the metal, so to speak. Uh, don't forget to uh, download and uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Give us a rating. Five stars would be preferable. Really appreciate that. And uh, we really thank you guys for uh, keep listening to uh, our shows. Absolutely. Ready, Frank? Mm-hmm. All right. Top seeds Novak Djokovic and Serena Williams are through to the quarterfinals of the 2016 French Open at Roland Garros. Will they win the championship? No. 500 days later and Deflategate is still a mystery. Do you think that Tom Brady will ever sit the four games? Yes, this year. (laughs) Thank God. Linebacker Simone Lawrence signed a contract extension with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Is this finally the Cats year? No. (laughs) The Boston Celtics announced on Wednesday that the club has signed general manager and president of basketball operations Danny Ainge and head coach President Brad Stevens to contract extensions. Good move for the Celts. Yes. Washington Capitals star Alex Ovechkin faced off against former NBA player Andre Kirilenko in a Russian charity <laughs> basketball game and apparently shot like Curry but finished like Kobe. Future two-sport athlete? Absolutely not. Uh, ESPN did came he, out with... Did he really win, though? Uh, it was like a team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Way to ruin the flow. Sorry. Uh, ESPN came out with the World <laughs> Fame 100 and named footy star Cristiano Ronaldo as the world's most famous athlete. Agree? No. Did Kobe farewell? What? <laughs> Did Kobe farewell in, in, in that list? Do you yes, think? Yes, yes. Number 11. That's, Christian, that's high. Yeah, that's pretty high. And uh, finally, a better WCW wrestler name, hard work Bobby Walker, or above average Mike Sanders? Above average Mike Sanders. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. That's episode 22. Download, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you for episode 23. Boss!